Well, folks, welcome to part two of our season finale. 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 You like that editing? That's some fake editing there for you. My throat is a wee bit uh, funky today, but you know what? We are in a really, really interesting bit of the Bible, and I really feel like I've got something um, important to share today. And you know, if you're a regular listener to this, this show, you know, don't start every single episode saying, Oh, I have a fire word for everyone that's going to change your life. But today, you know, actually, I'm going to be very open with you guys. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to share some life stuff that's going on for me. And um, I really think I've got stuff to share for you as well. But of course, as always, we are going to start off with the reading. And you know what, guys, we are going to do, we're going to do a whole chapter today. We're going to read Second Kings chapter 7. Um, it is a great one, and I know that you're going to love it. And um, I read from the NLT, and we're just going to jump straight in. Elisha replied, Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver, and twelve quarts of barley grain? will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, This couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, You will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other. We will starve if we stay here, but with the famine in the city... And we will starve if we go back there. So we may as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, well, we would have died anyway. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Arameans. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sound of a great army approaching. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptians to attack us, they cried to one another. So they panicked and they ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys and everything else as they fled for their lives. When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing, and they hid it. Finally, they said to each other, This is not right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until the morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back, and let's tell the people at the palace. So they went back to the city and told the gatekeepers what had happened. We went out to the Aramean camp, they said, and no one was there. The horses and donkeys were tethered, and all the tents were in order, but there wasn't a single person around. Then the gatekeepers shouted the news to the people in the palace. The king got out of bed in the middle of the night and told his officers, I know what's happening. The Arameans know we're starving, so they've left their camp and have hidden in the fields. They're expecting us to leave the city, and they will take us alive and capture the city. One of his officers replied, We had better send out scouts to check into this. Let them take five remaining horses, and if something happens to them, it will be no worse than if we stayed here and died with the rest of us. So two chariots with horses were prepared and the king sent scouts out to see what had happened to the Aramean army. 
So they went all the way to the Jordan River, following trails of clothing and equipment that the Arameans had thrown away in their mad rush to escape. The scouts returned and told the king all about it. Then the people of Samaria rushed out and plundered the Aramean camp. So it was true that six quarts of choice flour were sold that day for one piece of silver, and twelve quarts of barley grain were sold for only one, just as the Lord had promised. The king appointed his officer to control the traffic at the gate, but he was knocked down and trampled to death as the people rushed out. So everything had happened exactly as the man of God had predicted when the king came to his house. The man of God had said to the king, By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver, and twelve quarts, quarts, sorry, twelve quarts of barley grain will cost one. The king's officer had replied, That couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. And the man of God had said, You will see it happen with your own eyes but you won't be able to eat any of it. So it was so, for the people trampled him to death at the gate. Alright, so if you've just joined us today and you weren't here last time, I'd recommend you go back and just listen to yesterday just to get a wee bit of context. As I said at the start, when we left the story, the king was absolutely raging. People were starving and Elisha, he just seemed to be sitting around. He said he was waiting on the Lord. And we talked about that yesterday. Now, it all kicks off here in chapter 7, as you heard. And I just would like to share a couple of kind of points. And I'd like to talk about a little aside and share uh, something about myself as well. So the first thing I kind of like to chat about is the attitude of the lepers. Sorry, forgive me here. Um, So they didn't seem to have a very pious, faith-filled, holy ultra spiritual attitude for me and if i read this it reads more like a happy go lucky sort of uh well we've got nothing to lose sort of attitude and i really want to kind of like hone in on that and focus on that the fact that just how unspiritual their decision was they had really two simple options for them they could either stay in the city and die or they could move out of the city give it a go yeah they might die but i mean maybe they won't I just, we live in such an over-spiritualized culture that actually a decision like this, it's quite quite refreshing. Um, you know, I think if you had to put uh, me and my friends in the leper situation, you know, we, we maybe would have been like, um, oh yeah, like, you know, we need, we need to pray and we need to fast. We need to seek the Lord to see if we need to make the decision. But they were sort of just like, you know what? Like, uh, we can't have no other options, so we're just going to go for it. Uh, it was their situation that forced them to make the decision and that kind of leads me into i suppose the whole kind of theme of this and it's actually <coughs> it's based on something that uh, an old colleague of mine used to say um, her name's amber perry she uh, we worked together in new york and she would always always say that the greatest power you have is the power to choose this was her mantra she would say it over and over and over again and almost any situation any kind of um conflict issues between people or any hard times people were going through something that she would always remind us of was yes you you may not be able to control your life or control what happens to you in your life but you can control how you you react to it the greatest power you have is the power to choose amber held a really deep conviction that too many of us live with a victim mentality 
that we gave our cir- circumstances too much power over us. And as a result, we actually strip the power that we have away from ourselves. I see this happening in my life and I see it happening in the lives of the people around me. The biggest way I see it happening is just by people thinking and myself thinking that I have no choice. Now, people in life, they will always have doubts about the decisions that we make. Um, you know, that's that's just normal. We're human, they're human, we'll make bad mistakes, they'll make bad judgment calls, and it's just a reality. It's very, very difficult um, whenever you feel like God's leading you to do something and you do it and, you know, the criticism comes from from people close to you, like, oh, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I don't know. I'm not talking about like things that are expressly unbiblical. I'm talking about kind of directions that you take in your life or big steps that you take out that you just know God's telling you to get out of the boat in a certain way and it gets hit with um, doubts or criticism. But I think too many of us, we wait for permission before we make a move. You know, if we are the lepers in this city and we are trapped and we're starving and we're in a really difficult place, too many of us will wait for someone to come along to us and say, okay, you can move now. It's time for you to get moving. And really, I just look at these lepers and I'm like, these guys are absolute ballers. Like they just, they made the decision themselves. They didn't really know what the outcomes were, but they actually just made the decision. They gave themselves permission. Too many of us, we wait for a bolt of lightning. And I don't say this lightly. Again, you know, if you listen to the show a lot, I don't usually say stuff like this. But today is actually, it's it's the it's the light bolt, light lightning bolt moment. I'm going to give you permission to move, not because my permission is anything special, but because I want to actually allow you to take per, the permission you need yourself to get a move on. So, what's this all about? What am I kind of rambling on? For me, I have made, I think it's a big decision. I mean, some people will laugh at me. Um, I've made a decision to, uh, in the next few weeks, to have a specific date. I can't actually remember. It's Thursday something. Thursday the something of October 2018 to delete all of my um, social media accounts. Now, this is something that I felt like I was supposed to do for a very long time. But because of um, my business and because of, how I use social media and because of the network I have on there, I have been holding back. My my head has been telling me, oh no, but um, you know, you, your business is going to suffer if you do that and you know, your, your podcast growth is going to really, um, it's going to slow down and you know, all these kind of doubts, all these fears and really, I know that I should have got a move on, truth be told, a couple of years ago and you know, why... I would like to maybe do another episode and kind of dig in deep into why I feel like this is something uh, that I feel like I'm supposed to do. But just really today and and going through this passage, I've just solidified the decision and I'm reading these lepers and I see that they got to move on. And that's how I feel. It's time for me to make a move. And my move is to remove myself from uh, the social media world. And so that's me. That's what I'm doing. Um, I believe it's going to bless my life um, personally. I think it's going to help me in my relationships, allow me to pursue deeper relationships with people instead of pursuing shallow relationships, you know, online. I think from a business perspective, 
it's going to allow me same sort of thing to go deeper instead of wider um for my podcasts this is one of three podcasts that i run and you know i think honestly even for you guys i'm I'm promising i'm not kind of um i'm not being funny here but i see this move away from social media as a way for me to actually go deeper with with you to make more content for you to free up my time to actually make this show better and to free up my time to make resources that are actually going to make an impact in people's lives instead of just a quick little instagram story or a quick little social media post i would rather make fewer high impact pieces of content whether they're books whether they're audiobooks whether they're whatever um than many shallow pieces of content so that's where i'm at and for me i've had a history of addictions um some of you may know i just brought out my first book the blood tipped blade it's all about uh my addiction to pornography and it's all about how god walked me through that it's kind of a story of pornography and how uh, lust is impacted in our world and how lust has changed over time and how the digital world has affected that. But even young, uh, if you've been following my blog for a while, you'll know that I um, was addicted to video games growing up. And so this whole digital space and addiction has been something that's been a real kind of thorn in my flesh. And I've fought for years trying to overcome it, to be honest, the social media thing. Um, but I was kind of always encouraged to stay on it because well it's not really bad for you you know but it is bad for me and it, it's hurting me and i think it's hurting what god has for me and i think it's hurting for it's hurting the, the plans and the purposes that he's put me here for so i'm making a move that's a very long-winded way to say um that i'm making a move and i want to encourage you to make your move as well i probably just copyrighted something i feel like make your move who says that someone some I think that, I feel like some big company says that, but here we go anyway, you know, don't sue me. It's time to make your move and you know exactly what it is. I'm going to read one thing just to, just to close out. And it's called the man in the arena. Uh, you've probably heard it before, but this is such a powerful, powerful speech. Uh, I think Theodore Roosevelt actually gave it, but this here, I think describes perfectly what it's like to make a move and why we need to make a move, and why we need to get out of our cities, get out of the city walls, and go for it. So, here we are. <coughs> it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points on how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust, sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who is at best, in the end, knows the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold, timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Guys, we have a decision to make today. Are we going to be the lepers in this story who go out and who chase something more? 
Or are we going to be like the king of Israel? Are we going to be like the people in the city who stay trapped behind our walls and stay stuck? Are we going to make the choice to get moving? Or are we going to abuse our opportunity to make a choice and throw away the power that we have and just stay still? So as we move into our time of prayer, where are the areas of your life that you're sitting on the sidelines? What arena do you need to step into? Let's lift these things up as we move into our time of prayer. And I just want to encourage all of us to get moving. So put simply, guided prayer is just an opportunity for us to spend some time with God. I have a wee timer here. We always just put seven minutes on the clock and it's an opportunity to create a bit of silence in our life. It's an opportunity to carve time out from our busy schedule and just respond to the passage we've read this morning and also just set ourselves up for the day. So let me get these seven minutes on here. There's four main sections. I'll walk you through each one. And after I kind of introduce each section, you'll have a couple of minutes just to respond, whether you want to speak out loud, you want to pray out loud, whether you want to write this stuff down, you know, kind of journal through your prayers, whether you're, um, you just want to meditate, whatever it is, whatever works for you and kind of in whatever environment, environment that you're in right now, um, you know, just do whatever is going to work best. So here's our first section. First section is called praise. Really simply, here's an opportunity, guys, just to give thanks an opportunity to experience some gratitude and be really, really thankful for the things that God's blessed us with in our lives. So the next section is simply requests. What is it that you need in your life? Whether it is something very practical and something very physical, something very specific. If it's something emotionally, if it's a hard season you're going through, if it's somebody in your life that you would just like to 
um, cover in prayer this morning. Whatever it is, don't be afraid to ask God for the things, no matter how big they are or no matter how small they are. Here's an opportunity just to make these things public, not public. Opportunity just to ask God. And I just encourage you to do so in this time. The third section is actions. This is basically, what are you going to do today? <laughs> Many of us, we, we want to live a life where we're being obedient to God, where we want to kind of serve God and do amazing things from God. But so often we don't actually allow God to give any input into our days. Here is our chance to do that. Here's a chance to say, God, what is it that you'd like me to do today? What specifically do you want me to accomplish, whether it's in my business, in my family life, in my work life, or whether it's something kind of a bit of a wild card, maybe to call somebody you haven't called for a while, send a text, you know, bless someone with a, with a gift, whatever it might be, here's an opportunity just to weave God, and give him an opportunity to speak into your to-do list and your calendar for today. Just our final section here. We've got about a minute left on the clock and it's called yearn. What is it that your heart is yearning to hear today? What word does God want to speak to you today right into the situation that you find yourself in? Here's an opportunity just to open ourselves up and allow God to speak to us. It could be about anything. So Father, here we are. We're here. We're setting this time aside for you. And we want to hear from you today. So please speak to us and please speak a word that will really 
add a significance to, to our day. So, Father, thank you so much for today. Uh, thank you very much for these lepers, these inspirational guys who, man, they, <laughs> they're they so inspirational, you know. I mean, they lived thousands of years ago, and, and here they are. They're, they made a decision that can have ripple effects in our life today. I pray that you'll show us the areas of our lives that we're stuck, the areas of our lives where we need to get moving. Maybe for the people listening, it could be something... Um, that's been that they've known of for years, like I have. They've known, you know, a shortcoming or a flaw or a situation or a relationship or whatever it is that they they know they need to remove themselves from, and they need to get moving. And Lord, I didn't even talk about it in in the time of devotion because it's just we already know it. But when these lepers got moving, you know, it led to blessing. It led to amazing things. There was a lot of risk involved. But it actually led to the liberation, not just of themselves, but of the whole city. Wow, Jesus, that is that is crazy. The fact that actually this city would have just, they would have stayed there and they probably would have died if it wasn't for these people. So Lord, I pray for um, all of us who are listening to this this morning. And I pray that you'll help us to be like these lepers. That you'll help us to be bold. You'll help us to be brave. And that actually by us stepping out of our walls, by us getting a move on, that will actually lead to the liberation of other people. That you will use the decisions that we make and these big life changes that we embark on to actually be a blessing to other people. And Father, I just pray. I pray for that right now. I long for that. I want to see lives changed and I know that you long to change lives both for us but also for the people in our lives so Jesus give us the strength that we need I do pray for wisdom I pray that none of us just kind of go willy-nilly and, and make a decision but Lord you know you speak to our hearts and you let us know when you know, kind of what those things are that we need to make a move on so yeah give us courage Give us the faith we need. And I just thank you so much for this opportunity to make a decision. So if you haven't already, please speak to us. Please highlight so clearly what it is that we need to get moving from. Ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> well, muckers, sorry for the very, very long-winded episode. Sorry for a nasally, throaty, coffee audio experience. Um, but, you know, you gotta, gotta keep the train moving, you know. 
and uh, I really wanted to share this with you. So, yeah, well, that's us. Thank you very, very much for taking us taking it this far. If you've been listening from the start, I do really appreciate it. You know, it's it's exciting. As I am going off social media, I'm thinking of how we can build a little community together. And um, so there's a couple of ideas I'm working on, but I would really like to really share our experiences with each other. I'd like to incorporate them into the show. I'd like to make this much more collaborative than just kind of me monologuing all the time. And I I would like to make some sort of a community where uh, we can get together and, and share experiences and encourage each other and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. For now, you can email me. What is my email? I don't even know what the best email is. Um, we'll just say Matthew at bestofbelfast.org. You can email email me there for now. But I like I said, we'll get something set up soon. All right, time to go. This episode is probably like four hours long. And uh, maybe you need to listen. Maybe you had to listen to it in two halves. One on your commute on the way to work and one on the way back. Thanks for making it to the end. And... I kind of said this was the end of season one. Uh, There's no break. We're just going to keep going. And really looking forward to it. Love and Second Kings. Can't wait to see what else is there for us. And now I'm going to hit stop recording because I could keep on rambling forever. Thank you very kindly. Have a great rest of your day. And the Lord bless you and keep you. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) 